Hey, Graham. I know you ordered Ray Parler, Middlesboro legend, but you got Taylor Thompson, P1 legend. You are listening to the DU Football Show. Couldn't let you just get away with it right off the bat, Mr. Graham. You know that, right? Yep. <laughs> I was expecting a little more reaction from that, hearing uh, the docile tones of one Mr. Uh, Taylor. Oh, I actually didn't hear anything. Stop it. Let's start the show. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Bred to be a fan of fucking Everton. Punch you in the eye and drink your rye. Sam Houston. Sam Houston? Arsenal fans have another Sam. Right AA, the fucking Gooner Graham. Smoke of a lord, but straight in shorts. Sam Graham. Sam Graham. Fucking United! I didn't hear it. Fucking United! Hello and welcome to the DU Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier League is told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and uh, just a few hundred miles up the shore in Ocean City, Maryland, is my co-host, Mr. Samuel Graham. Sammy, how we doing, buddy? How you doing, Horn? <laughs> or did you go to the Rofo? I'm, Danny, some- I'm Danny Ocean. I'm Danny Ocean. How you doing? I'm doing good. Did you get yourself some Rofo and a little natty bow to go ahead and wash down them crabs and brew? No, I got myself a twisted tea, Horn. Oh, you're twisted. You're naughty. <laughs> go figure. Oh, my goodness. We're recording at the DU Public House. Not actually, it's the traveling DU Public House, uh, normally That's just right. outside the nation's capital, but right now, currently in Sandbridge, Virginia, uh, out at the shore. You can uh, check us out on all podcast platforms. Uh, please be sure to rate, subscribe, review, and share with a footballing friend. Should you want to chat with us, there is many ways that you can. Mr. Graham, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Of course I will. It is very simple. At Do You Football Show on all the social medias and do you football show at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Love it, love it, love it. Now, a uh, um, little uh, interesting twist tonight because, as we always know, Sam and myself both work in the wine and spirit industry and have a deep, passionate love for all things distilled spirits. And as the red blooded Americans we are, especially when we're on vacation, we're going to have a drink in our hand each and every single show. But Mr. Graham is up there and I am down here and we are drinking different things. So, Mr. Graham, why don't you tell everybody what you're sipping on today? I've got a old spicy margarita. Okay, uh, made with El Himidor tequila. Uh, run you between uh, $21.99 and $24.99 on the shelf normally. The old Reposado I've got here. Oh, nice. Um, with jalapenos and Jose Cuervo margarita mix. Very good. I, it's uh, for yeah. those of you who do not know, Mr. Graham loves himself a spicy margarita. He's a big fan of it. Big fan. Also a big fan of pouring a half a glass of tequila and just a splash of margarita mix. <laughs> well done, sir. Well, you got to get there, right? You're on vacation. It's vacation, Graham, for fuck's sake. Hey, hey, before you do that, remember to drink responsibly, everybody, unlike I'm doing today. <laughs> Precisely, unlike both of us are doing today. I've been day drinking, my friend. Uh, let's see here. I'm drinking the Chattanooga Straight Rye Malt Whiskey that was on the 2019 list from Whiskey Advocate. 
Uh, lovely little rye whiskey. It's 100% rye, 95% standard rye with 5% malted rye, and it gives it a nice, really kind of round chocolate taste to go along with the uh, the this pepper and spice. Um, just revisiting it, it's a lovely whiskey. You can't find it here in uh, the Maryland, Virginia area, but if you can find it, it's going to run you about $45.99 a bottle. There you go. I remember that whiskey well. It was excellent. Yep. Back in the day. Yeah, our, our our boy uh Todd and his wife Joy made sure they got us two bottles of uh each right off the jump, which was pretty cool. Yeah, it was delicious. I, I remember that whiskey well. Still have half a bottle in my house. That's uh I have about a quarter of a bottle and I will not have any of a bottle by the time I am done tonight. There so you go. let's go ahead and get into it, Mr. Graham. Cheers from afar. Cheers from afar, my friend. Hey, I get the uh, l- the shrug from Mel. It's like I'm improvising over here for fuck's sake. Give me a sec. Give yeah. me a chance. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, Mel's face was not your best effort. <laughs> exactly, not my best effort. Three sides are welcome to the Premier League. One of them was victorious. One drew a major powerhouse at home, and the other couldn't manage a shot on goal. Bournemouth 2, Villa nil, Fulham 2, Liverpool 2, Newcastle 2, Nottingham Forest nil. Well, Sam, it only took the Cherries two minutes to be up in the league, huh? Yeah, and they're the favorites to go down until today. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic, the Cherries. They did everything that they were supposed to do. Um, that being said, Villa, you know, were a bit flat. Uh, I think better things are going to come from Villa this season. I don't think this is going to be indicative of their performance, but Bournemouth as a newly promoted club, obviously you have to take your chances when they come. And they did. They did just that because Villa just weren't at the races today. It was a very odd starting lineup for Villa. Watkins was on the bench. Mings was on the bench, but I anticipated that when they took the captain ban off of him. Mm -hmm. But it was just, it was a very odd lineup. Yeah, it, it did It did seem very weird. And like you said, Sam, they seemed a little flat. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly home cooking helps because in both the matches that we're going to talk about here in the first segment, the results were, be, I, I would say, greatly linked to the fact that they were at home. You know, it helps when you're in your yeah. own building for that first well, for that first match. Getting scored on in the first, what, 30 seconds? Yeah. Definitely. Does we never recovered Something from Something like that, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, that was that was a, a, a fantastic start by Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, you're, that it puts you in a bad way from the start. There, yeah. that's that's tough. And that was the uh, brand new signing for Bournemouth too, who put the first one right right in the back of the net. So it's like, hey, welcome to the club. Yes. Score a goal. That is perfect. Yep. <laughs> by the way, I have him in fantasy, mm-hmm. right on the bench. Oh, right, very sure good. Enough. Love right that. on the bench. I, I was really happy about having um, Mark Gui on my bench until I realized uh, three players didn't play, and now his negative one will get added to my team. Yay! Fantasy sports yeah. rock! Mm. Um, <laughs> so much fun. Yeah, I, I do quickly, just real quick. Mm-hmm. You had Villa, Villa was 66% possession on the day. Mm. They only managed two shots on target, 15 overall shots, so quite wasteful. Yeah. Um, to be honest. Yeah. Couldn't, um, couldn't agree more. Seven shots uh, overall for uh, Bournemouth, three on target. <laughs> so almost half of their shots on target, more than Villa um, at the end of the day. Obviously, they, they scored the two goals. So a great conversion rate. Mm-hmm. But it just 
Villa just didn't seem to be there no. today. Just didn't seem to have it. Yeah, Villa needs to answer quickly. Next week, they get Everton at home, and they need to have an answer because if they end up dropping points to Everton, I think everybody's going to automatically start looking at Stevie G going, all right, you wanted all these changes. What the fuck? Oh, yeah, there's already already eyes on Stevie G. I'm wondering if he's outclassed, if he's not prepared, mm-hmm. if the team isn't. He's only worked with good teams. Right. So is is his philosophy not able to build up the team? We don't know. Let's see. Yeah, very good. Well, and this is this is also his first right full summer. Yeah. Right at Villa so far. Yeah. And and they stepped up the first day of the season and slipped. Yeah. <laughs> Old sure-footed Stevie G. All right, Mel, well you got a shot of Malort to do for that oh, loss. Yeah, let's get this out of the way. God looks gross from here. Ugh, it's even more like burning <laughs> and bitter and um, just no. Just no. Um, speaking about another great opener, good Lord, Fulham looked fantastic and Mitro couldn't have had a better game to welcome himself back to the Prem. So I, I think Mitro was a bit slow, honestly, today. Mm-hmm. He got lucky. Uh, in my opinion. Um, but he had to put himself in the right position, and he did. The opening header was fantastic, obviously. It was a, a, a great header. Uh, it, climbed it also, over it also, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold. I was going to say, it also helps that it wasn't a defender marking him. <laughs> yeah, no shit. It was a right winger. Yeah, exactly. Uh, for real. But again, similar numbers, actually, to the Villa game. 66.9% possession from Liverpool. Just 33% uh, for uh, point one, obviously, for Fulham. Uh, three shots on target from nine overall. Liverpool, though, four shots on target from 11 overall shots. I mean, it's not like they didn't have chances. They just didn't convert. And Mitro was there to fucking put Fulham up top. Yep, yep. Well, and uh, Nunez, talk about new signing. Whoa, that was a cheeky little goal. What a goal that was. Ugh. Absolutely fantastic. You want to endear yourself to the fans real quick? Do something like that. Run right on the pitch and do a little back heel into the back of the net. Sam, if you'll excuse me for a moment. I'm a bit parched. Okay. <laughs> a little dry. <laughs> a little dry. A little dry here. Yo, oh yeah, I know. Well, it's it, it's known to be That's, dry. Thank you. There we go. There in, he is. In, in full. Welcome back. Yeah. <laughs> I was. <laughs> yeah, it took me a moment. I've been it's, thinking of that joke all goddamn day. I've been he, thinking of that joke. He's been that that man has found new depths to bitch about things, hasn't he? <laughs> and and of course, what uh, a weird thing to say. And then of course, uh, Silva um, gets uh, hurt. Uh, Tiago Silva gets hurt, and then mm-hmm. and and then he's like. You know, already, oh, we need more bench. They started the season too early, like already pitching and moaning. I, I will give him this much credit. He did flat out say, we did not play well enough today, which is the truth. Liverpool yeah. did not play well. And I think you look at a scenario in which when every single point matters, City got three points this weekend. You got one. If you lose the league by two, you literally could have lost it on the opening day because you yep. slept walked. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean that's just hundred yep. percent. That's that's bad. Hundred percent. Um, amazed to see. Now, it, 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 from a from a Liverpool perspective, this is obviously a massive drop. 
um, uh, in, in performance. After the preseason they've had, after everything, that what I would also be worried about is Mitro made Virgil van Dyke look average. Yeah. Most of the afternoon. What's Erling For Holland most of the do? afternoon. Yep. What is somebody exactly like Erling Holland? What is Gabby Jesus going to do? What is, mm-hmm. you know, Colin Wilson? If Mitro's doing it, what is Colin Wilson going to do to you? I mean, hell, you if Calvert Lewin is healthy, what's Calvert Lewin going to do to you? Right, 100%. Exactly. It, 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 it was not a good look from the old Dutch tour. And uh, just amazed, we all now know at least he's been called for a penalty. There won't be another one called against him for the rest of the season. Did they, they, they wanted to get that out of the way, make sure it was done and dusted yeah. so they don't have to call it yeah. again. But, uh, yes, they, honestly, it, good good start for Fulham. It feels like they kind of understand their surrounding and where they are, and they're not trying to do too much. I think uh, yeah. Marco Silva had them perfectly in tune for the opening match. And uh, a lot of season to go, but impressive from both of those two newly promoted yeah, clubs. I, I, Absolutely, yeah. I, I think Fulham actually now is is better poised to stay up than they were previously. Um, I think they they had a kind of a kamikaze attitude before. This looks a lot more organized than that, mm-hmm. uh, and I think that they'll actually have a chance this time of staying up. I really do. All right, move on to the last game here. Uh, two great goals for Newcastle. They both came in the second half, but they were both some humdingers, both of them. Well, the the first one we talked on the the fantasy draft. Uh, obviously, we had the, we had the old Zoom going for that. Um, which this year, sorry guys, we're not releasing that show because uh, we didn't record it. We had too many things going on at once. Nobody was in town, uh, so we're not doing that. But I made mention of Fabian Shar on that on that Zoom call with everybody. Uh, when we talked about how many defenders were actually still left, I said, what you want to find is somebody that's got goals in them. And Fabian Schar, someone like that, is a great pickup. And I didn't get him. Somebody else did. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, a absolute belter of a goal uh, to open the scoring. Fantastic. Weird angle as well. And just mm-hmm. rifled it in the top corner. It was yep. a howitzer. An absolute howitzer. Mm-hmm. Now on the uh, on the other side, though, we understand you've bought a lot of new players for us, and everything's got to get bedded in and figured out. But you could have at least managed a fucking shot, right? Just one on goal, just one shot on goal, one, just one shot on goal. Uh, well, Sam, I just I just pulled the old stats up, and no, they couldn't. No, they could not do that. No, that's that is exceptionally disheartening. <laughs> It's, you you, you um, bought all the players you bought, and you couldn't put a shot on fucking goal. With, with I, I think a lot of what's surrounding Nottingham Forest, and we I didn't get in into this too much on the uh, the Getting to Know You show, um, but I have been feeling it for a while. Is their cup run last year? I think clouded the judgment of the team itself. Mm -hmm. You know, they beat what us Liverpool, right? They are not Liverpool. Um, rather it was, uh, another uh, United. Exactly. They, they, that cup run 
um, I think jaded a lot of people's opinions and they thought they were going to be better than they are. They also did Fulham from two years ago. They bought 19 players or some shit. Mm-hmm. And they looked disjointed. They looked like they weren't a team. And uh, old, old Koppel didn't look like he knew what to do. He looked out of his depth. Yeah. As and, a manager. And yes, Newcastle is, is a vastly improved side. And yes, they are playing at home and where the other two matches, they were they were uh, visiting teams that were visiting the other team stadiums. But it just, it, it was not a good sh- showing at all from Forrest. I mean, I mean, the most positive thing we're going to probably get out of it is maybe a new TikTok dance from fucking Lingard. I mean, that's really the only positive thing that might come from yeah. that from that match for Forrest. There's a lot wrong um, that they're going to need to figure out very quickly, and they're going to have to find chemistry very quickly as well. There are two clubs in Manchester. They each took part in uh, matches in the Premier League, and that is where the similarities end, Mr. Graham. Man City 2, West Ham 0, Brighton 2, Manchester United 1. Uh, welcome to the Premier Well, no, sorry. Yeah? Excuse me. Brighton 2. Anti-Brighton won. <laughs> Heard anti-Brighton Brighton won. scored all three goals in that game. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And that and the one and, they scored and, is questionable. And, and funny fantasy note, I've got fucking Alexis McAllister on my fantasy team, the scorer of Manchester United's goal. There, yeah. There you go. Nice negative point there. Get in. You prick. You <laughs> absolute prick. Uh, welcome to the Prem Erling Holland. He had a good game. He really was good solid. Game. Yeah, he was solid. Uh, the the runs were smart. The football was tidy. The everything that he did was fantastic. I was super impressed with him. And at 22 years old, his dad in the stands, previously a player for Manchester City, also Leeds and uh, Nottingham Forest. Actually, mm-hmm. I think um, his dad there steps up to take the penalty that he won, which I'm not a fan of. You know that. Right. Um, if you win the penalty, somebody else should take it because uh, your juices are flowing, you know. Yeah, me try to But he, he, he calmed everything down and slotted it home with a plum. Yep. Yep. And uh, I, this adds a new dimension to City. The, the ability to play over the top and have this just fucking horse, or as uh, as uh, one person called it, the uh, Nordic meat shield. <laughs> can just, yeah. The ability of him to be able to run onto a ball, that is something Pep's city side has never had before, ever. Well, you know, you know what's crazy about it? I, I it, It's funny because Pep uh, at Barcelona years ago started the false nine thing, right? Mm-hmm. He invented that essentially, the old false nine, and every that was the rave. Everybody's doing. We're not playing with a striker. We don't need a striker. Why do we need a striker for? We got four wingers that are interchanging on the front lines, no problem. And they do that for a number of years. All of a sudden, Pep Guardiola signs a number nine, and then everybody goes, "Fuck, we need a center forward. <laughs> we have to. We have to have a center forward. That Pep's doing a center forward. We got to have a center forward." Right, and and all of us, myself included, said, "What is? How is he going to play 
with the system. How is he going to do this? And they didn't miss a beat, City. No. Nothing. They were they just business done. Sterling gone. They were never. English. Now, that being said, West Ham started very, very well in that game. They they started on the front foot, but City weathered that storm, grew into the game, and ended up dominating it. Yeah, what I have what I have listed exactly here for uh, for West Ham is you got that game out of the way, you know. Yep. It's, it's a good first game to have. You hey, you, you come hey, out of it. Smoky, Smoky, it also wasn't 5 0. <laughs> Knew that was coming. <laughs> yeah, it's you you lose 2 nothing at home to City. You get it out of the way. Uh, you didn't look awful. You got to work in some of the new players. Uh, you had some chances on goal. It, it, you go, okay, we lost that one. Move on to the next game, you know? Yeah, for sure. But, but again, I, I think it, it, it feels like yes the city lineup is a little bit thinner they're not as deep of a bench but you just kind of you got rid of some players the next guy steps up and seems to do the job and now that they add a striker so far it's working out brilliantly yeah absolutely is it, it, it they it's weird because we haven't seen them play like this before so it's it's weird to talk about but they again just the football didn't miss a beat they were they were free-flowing he, for such a big lad, is fast as shit. Yeah, he is very much so. I was, and that was the that was the second goal was all his pace. Yeah, I I I myself will admit I coming into it I'm like eh, it's just another guy coming from Germany. Most strikers that come from Germany fuck it right off. And no, he he brought the goods, man. Now I mean again a lot of season, but for now man brought the goods. In the first game he looked perfect. You know what didn't look perfect in their first game? United. Oh, that what a piss poor performance. Um, I would like to say what that, a uh, piss poor performance. I would say the Seagulls continued their dominance of United is what really was what happened. It, it was absolutely. It was freight, I mean, it was a freight train that United just simply couldn't get out of the way of. Brighton were on the front foot the entire time. They were excellent, good value for money uh, the entire day. United had nothing going honestly, at all. They had a couple chances here or there that, that uh, uh, Sanchez dealt with. But they looked at sixes and sevens at times. I mean, for the preseason that they had to show up here in the first performance, I know you got pressure on you. I get it. At home. I mean, at you, were so, you were so, at you were so comfortable. At you were Trafford. so comfortable in your last uh, uh, friendly against uh, Rio Veracano, you're so comfortable that six players decided to fuck off at halftime, yeah. literally leave the stadium at halftime, exactly. to then show up here and do this. I mean, Danny Welbeck was having a fucking field day. He really was. He really, really it, was. The, the, whole, the whole team, Brighton looked comfortable the entire time. Hey, and, that, and that's it the was, thing. No Basuma, no Cucurella. They lost arguably number one and number two best players on their side. No problem. Completely handled the match. Handled handled United with ease. No problem at all. Nothing, no problem at all. Yeah. I found it interesting that Fred still started, not Vanderbeek. Yeah, I found that interesting as well. I do agree. And it seemed like they had um, 
Erickson in the wrong position. Uh, I, I felt yep. like he just didn't seem to. They ever. put him as a deep, they put him as a deep line playmaker, which he can do. He did it for Conte at Inter. Um, but for whatever reason, it didn't translate here. I think part of that had to do with Martial being injured. Um, uh, this week, I think. I, I don't think it was game day. But uh, Martial was injured and, and couldn't start, which all of preseason he started uh, with that group. And that, that probably changed things. I think he's also sending a message to Cristiano Ronaldo uh, because of leaving at halftime at Rao Veracano um, and just essentially fucking off. Uh, everybody forgets. Um, you know, just to be fair, everyone forgets that one time Real Madrid was playing a friendly and Eden Hazard was pictured with his father at a burger van while the game was still happening. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's, it's you know, friendly. Just to be fair, we should probably mention that old fatty was being fat. Eating a burger. Yeah. Now, yeah. yeah. This... Came back, came back two stone overweight from preseason. I'm going to go to the burger van. <laughs> uh, question Idiot. for you. Does, is Ronaldo on this club come the end of August? No. No. Who do they bring? Inter Miami with FISA. Inter Miami with FISA. Heard. Who do they bring? Who do they bring in for a striker? Ah, uh, who knows? Um, it depends actually. You know what? There it could be Lewandowski. Just drop the because Barcelona. Well, Barcelona can't register him. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. I saw if that they story don't, as well. If, if they don't move on Frankie De Jong and Jared Piquet takes a fifty percent pay cut, they're not allowed to register Rafinha or Lewandowski. Oh wow! By Spanish law. So I think you're going to see if they if they can't clear these books, I think you're going to see a three million loan move for Rafinha to Arsenal, and I think you're going to see a fifteen million loan move for Lewandowski to Manchester United. Just just to get them off the books. So if if money, right? If they can't figure this shit out by, I think it's August 11th is the cutoff. I believe this is going to be a long season for United if they don't get their shit together quickly. Oh yeah, no, this, it's going to be fun to watch. This is going to be a joy. Uh, I will give, great. I, I will give this much credit. It feels like with Ten Hag, he's not going to take the bullshit. No, he's being very unapologetically Dutch. <laughs> yep. So Dutch. You're the best player that's ever lived. You sit your ass on the bench. What do we need? Goals. Cristiano Ronaldo, sit your ass down. <laughs> He's being very unapologetically Dutch, and I love it. It's it's gorgeous. It makes for the perfect train wreck, the perfect just situation of shit, and it's I it's enjoyable to see. It is. Couldn't happen to a better club. Rounding out the rest of the league, and oh, so that happened. Arsenal 2, Palace 0, Leeds 2, Wolves 1, Spurs 4, Southampton 1, Chelsea 1, Everton 0, Leicester 2, Brentford 2. Uh, professional day at uh, Selhurst Park for Arsenal, man. So I don't think the, the scoreline really did it justice. 
in my opinion. Um, I think we deserved a bit more from the game. Uh, that being said, they did have chances. Ramsdale made a couple of good saves, also made a hash of a couple of things, mm-hmm. uh, which is to be expected slash scary and whatever. Uh, but two shots on target from 10 for both clubs. So actually the exact same number of chances. Uh, Arsenal did act, was out-possessed in the game by Palace, just barely, but they were out-possessed in the game. Palace are going to be a good team. Arsenal just took the chances. That's what it boils down to is we took our chances. Yeah. Uh, and we, we got lucky, to be honest with you. Uh, I wish it was a bit more dominating. Um, I, I, I do feel the eye test is a little bit different, obviously, than the stats say. I think we were in control for large portions of that game. Um, but, you know, the, the stats also don't lie. Jesus was it, a difference you know, maker at the top, even though he didn't score any goals. His, his ability to run onto the ball, he just seems like a perfect fit for what Arsenal is trying to do. Well, they also didn't know Palace's defense, didn't know how to handle it, right? Yeah. So it was that two people would, would try to mark him. That opened up Saka. That opened up, you know, um, Martinelli on the other side. They were so direct up front that they couldn't deal with it. And Odegaard had a great game as well, picking passes and, and, and dictating play. I thought he was excellent. I thought the whole thing was, was, was a good performance overall and gets me excited for the season. Yeah, on the Palace side, uh, sending Benteke on, who is now with uh, DC United in the MLS, kind of gets rid of the, the, the who's going to be the striker thought. It's, it's clearly going to be a battle between Edward and uh, Matea the entire time. That's that's how it's clearly going to end up shaping out. And then you also got to wait to see, um, you know, Eze still has to get his feet underneath him. He's He's been out for a while. Um, I don't think... He's out for almost a whole year. Yeah, yeah I, I think Gallagher moving back to Chelsea doesn't necessarily hurt them because they have that exact same player in Eze. Eze just needs to find his feet again. But that can really make for a for a hell of a uh, a hell of a little line, and then that leaves Zaha on the wing left alone, and the guy can excel yeah. like he did the past season. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. And as a actually had a great game, I think. Yeah. Uh, what Odegaard did on our side, I think as did the same thing for them when when they had their spell of possession and they had their time. Eze was dictating and, and moving and bobbing and weaving and, you know, spraying the ball around. Um, he also had a couple of dangerous free kicks uh, that, that caused us some issues. Yep. Moving on to the next match. We can talk about all the goals with Leeds and Wolves, and we can talk about the game itself, but the only thing that really matters, the Wang assisted in the goal. The Wang assists, Sam. The Wang assists. Yeah. I mean, he penetrated hard. Gave a probing pass, one would say. <laughs> yeah, it was it was excellent. I am not writing any of these down for showtime. <laughs> you keep looking at me and you see my pen. As soon as you start with the wang jokes, I go, nope. The wang writing. assist should be nope. a show title. Nope. But nope. <laughs> she, she does um, not like I'm, herself was, more humor. Was, no, of course not. Because she's lame. I really enjoyed Leeds' performance here. I really did. Yeah, I, I think they, they yeah, they 
they went down early, obviously, uh, six minutes in, in Daniel Potence. But they, they fought back. They held possession. They, they did things, you know, positively, which last season they seemingly couldn't do all the time, yeah. you know. Um, they, they tried to probe and, and bob and weave. They tried to do those things. Yeah, it wasn't the it, full it was metal like, assault was, that Bielsa Ball was. Right, but it also wasn't the fuck our backs are against the wall either. Mm-hmm. You know, they tried to play a proper football match. They tried to defend when it was necessary to defend. They tried to go forward when it was necessary to go forward. Yeah, uh, taking, and, taking nothing away from Rodrigo's goal, um, he hit the hell out of it. But come on, saw near post, under your uh, arm. Bad from the keeper. That's really bad from the keeper. It's not a good look. Did we lose you? No. Oh, okay, that was it. That's all he had to say. I, I said, it, yo, it, it's not a good look. <laughs> it was the, very direct into it the point. It, that could have been better. <laughs> could have been better. Uh, and then finally, uh, own goal at the end, but it, but it was... If Ant Nori didn't knock it in, Bamford would have knocked it in. Yeah, definitely. That was 100%. going, that was going he, in the back of the net. He was forced into a challenge that he didn't want to make, but he had to make it because if he didn't make it, Bamford was – it was Bamford's goal. So it's just one of those unfortunate things, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's happened to me. It's happened to every defender that's ever lived. Yep. That happens. Yep. It, it just sucks. It just sucks. Sorry, it just sucks, but you lost the game. Absolutely. Next up, Southampton. James Ward-Prowse scores a goal that wasn't a uh, set piece. Well, let me, real quick, I need to go back to the old Kenny text. Mm -hmm. I was asleep during this game, actually, and I woke up to a few messages. Uh, And he said, essentially, here we go, Dweppo. J.W. Poe. Oh, James Ward-Prowse. That's what it is. Let's go. And I said, LOL, uh, my TV's cutting out. I'm also sleeping. He said, no, that sucks. I said, yeah, it sucks. He said, well, might as well go ahead and give up. And now it's 2-1 spuds. (laughs) Might. And then he says, might get 9-1 today. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, I and mean, I, I had to yeah, I had to make sure we we included that. Yeah, after- uh, it was it was a pretty decent performance uh, from Southampton for the opening what twenty odd minutes, and then it was and then all Tottenham Tottenham took over. Yeah, Tottenham took over and and made it happen. Um, Eighteen shots overall, eight shots on target to ten and two from Southampton. Uh, and actually, Tottenham only just edged possession, fifty-seven point five to forty-two point five. Mm. So it's it, it's not like the the run of play was was all Tottenham the whole time, but all the chances really fell to Tottenham. I mean, it just they Southampton essentially collapsed in on themselves. Yep, yep, exactly. And this is going to be a long season for Southampton. I, I do not fancy them to stay up. I, I think it's going to be a long, long season. If the next three weeks, James Ward-Prowse is still a Southampton player, 
I will be very surprised. One, two, if he's not a Southampton player, they will get relegated. Yeah, tend to agree. Tend to agree. And now what was the snooze fest of the fucking weekend? Uh, Chelsea beating Everton 1-0. I say that Everton's probably hard done that they deserved at least a point in this, not because they necessarily played well, but because Chelsea did nothing to really earn the victory. No, they didn't, actually. You're right. They they worked hard, uh, Everton, and, and stymied and stifled Chelsea at every opportunity. But you also had your own chances. And if you had a center forward, I think you may have taken one of those chances, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest. Yeah. Felt, I felt think like Chelsea, it should have been a draw. Just felt like it should have been a draw. It really was. Neither side really deserved points in that. Deserved for, all three. For the... For the billing that Koulibaly has from his time at Napoli, um, I thought it was a very underwhelming debut uh, from mm-hmm. him. He, he's billed as like Virgil van Dyke Jr. as a center back. And I thought he was made to look quite average a few times mm-hmm. from some of the Everton runs, uh, from some of the movement. Not Granted, he didn't really join, you know, um, super recently. I mean, they, you know, didn't really have a full preseason, rather. You know what I mean? Uh, he didn't join a long time ago. It was relatively recent. But I think uh, some of the basic runs that Everton were making, I thought he was made to look quite average, to be honest. Um, I'm, just, I'm not super impressed. I think Chelsea got at. I really do. Uh, I think Chelsea. I think other teams... I was going to say Chelsea plays Spurs next week, and I think Spurs are going to lay it on them. Yeah, I, I, I would honestly, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I could easily see a three, three, one Spurs, and it's quite comfortable. Everton, you're disappointed that the uh, opening uh, match is a loss, but let's see how you do against Villa, Forest, Bournemouth, the games that are coming up. You should be fine, and you just look at this as you you know, you know, chalk it off as a, we got unlucky. Now, it does suck that uh, Ben Godfrey went out with um, uh, what appears to be a broken ankle injury right at the start of the match. You know, when a player go- goes into a tackle and immediately sits up and starts waving, come get me, come get me, you know it's pretty fucking bad. That was ugly. Yeah. Well, that whole that play almost, was ugly. I threw, I, honestly, I threw him a mouth a little bit. Yeah, it was, that was not, it was, the way he went down, you were like, oh, that's, that's bad. That's real yeah, bad. That's, that was, it was, it was nasty. That was terrifying. Mm. And he initiated the challenge. Mm-hmm. Well, because he had uh, to, which, he had to save Pickford's ass, who, who kicked the ball that was already out of bounds, poorly back into play, and then almost got scored. I mean, it was an ugly play all around, and Godfrey should have never been in that situation in the first place because should have just let the damn ball go out for a corner because that's ultimately what the play mm-hmm. ended up being was a corner kick anyways. Yeah. It, it, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. It just – that it's, that's one of those things you don't want to see. Yep. It, it just – I'm, I'm getting chills just thinking about it now. It, that's horrendous. So um, the the last game that we're going to talk about is, I know it's an Oso, but it was hands down the most entertaining game of the weekend with Leicester and uh, and Brentford. You want to tell somebody, go watch a Premier League match? That was the match to tell them to go watch. All four goals were phenomenal goals. 
they were good goals. It, it, that that was a, a fun back and forth, just entertaining Premier League game. High pace, high intensity. Uh, some fuck ups, obviously, um, but just good football all around. Um, possession stats: you're fifty five point four for Leicester, forty four point six for Brentford. The chances were five and three shots on target. 14 to 8 shots overall. I mean, it's a relatively even game. Yeah. And I, just just high intensity, high high action, and and said it was almost like a basketball game, to be honest yeah. with you. The way they, the, the two teams were moving the ball. Kasanye with a header on uh, that corner kick. Great was header. Brilliant. Come right back out Great to start, start the second half. Dewsbury Hall with a cracker from about 25 yep. yards out. Then you get yep. this, then you get the simple little cross, right place, right time. Ivan Tony goal, but it was still a pitcher perfect goal. And then and well, then he this, still he still had a, he still had a lot to do there as well. Right. Ivan Tony, he took that touch, he took that touch, and he still had a fair amount to do, but he found his feet well. And, and dispatched the goal with a plum. It was it was fucking gorgeous. And then the final goal, De Silva just going across, just kind of gliding across the eighteen yard box and curving it right into the far side. I mean, it was just like I said, all four goals. It was four perfect goals. It was four goals that were entertaining to watch, and they and they highlighted four different aspects of the game. It was just it was a fun. That was a fun fun match to watch. Yeah, it was it was, it was a, a perfect advertisement. For the old Premier League, this. Sure money. Oh, sure money, huh? That is point in the show when we make bets to better inform you on your bets. And if you can't figure out how exciting that is and how sarcastic it is, that's your own fucking problem. Mm -hmm. Okay? So, Houston, why don't you tell me what you've got going on? Oh, I mean, I, uh, I'm having a, I'm having a little issue over here with my internet. Oh, you've got a lot going on over there. <laughs> well, um, I've already got my bet, gonna... bet planned out. Uh, obviously, we're not going to uh, get Mister uh, Henry on the horn tonight, just because we, we again, it's a little tough to pull everything off from the road. Typically, it's one of us on the road, not both of us on the road. Um, so we've got. Um, I'm. Thank we, you, Cutter. Yeah, thank you, Cutter. Exactly. Thanks, Cutter. I'm going to go with the marriage-ending derby for no good reason because Everton never, ever, ever wins at Villa Park. They always lose at Villa Park, but I like the odds, so give me Everton plus 380 to beat Villa. Interesting. I'm struggling over here. Here we go. Let's see what we got. Not right now. Come on, internet work. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't believe in Sam's uh, Everton to win at Villa for the first time since bread was invented, uh, you could always go over to my thing, which is Arsenal to beat Leicester, Newcastle to beat Brighton in a parlay. That nets you plus 342, so a $100 bet will turn me back $342.86. And I am super excited about that. And I think it's definitely going to happen. Well, because you and parlays, that always works out well. Uh, by the way, Mr. Graham, I'm I'm a fucking dolt. We are definitely rusty, uh, namely me, Rusty. Um, we talk about the game, and then I don't do the shot of Malort for the game that I lost. So here, everybody. Hey, look, I have a shot of Malort, and I just want to say the following before I take this. At least it's not fucking Rafa. 
<laughs> At least it's not Rafa. Is have, that what we're going with? I, that's the level of yeah. <laughs> That's mm. the level of that's where we are already. Like licking a wet dog. This is this this is Frank Lampard saying that we're in a relegation battle before the season started. I told you my thoughts. The territory it should been, here should have been a draw. So this segment sucked. This it was it was, it was not this, good. this show has been a mess. But you know what's going to fix all of it? A what's fucking that? chicken. <laughs> wow. Kitty has finally returned home. Yay, Kitty. And Welcome she's home. she's got an entourage with her. No shit. Yes. Welcome to the flocks, Beatrix, Abby, Millie, and Trudy. Very cool. After all of the introductions and formalities, Kitty wanted to get right into the action, so I gave her Scotty Parker's cherries, heading to Man City. All right. Well, you know she likes the action, so I'm not surprised she wanted to immediately get back to business well, and bad games. have you been up there to see all the upgrades that she's done to the coop? Uh, no. No, I haven't. Well, there's apparently an updated uh, state-of-the-art training facility. No shit. Fizio and everything, huh? Oh, go, yeah. go figure. She showed me a video of Erling Holland. Yeah. Am I saying that right? You did, and I said it before you, for wow. you earlier, so you needed to pay attention to me list talking. I never do. Erling <laughs> Holland was training in our backyard this summer. No shit, yeah. really, huh? Kitty was uh, motivating him. And so, obviously, Kitty has strong sides to Man City. Strong, strong side ties. Hmm. So, uh, she thinks City's going to beat Bournemouth. See? Even you fuck it up, too. <laughs> what else should we do, Mel? I just didn't want you guys to feel left out or lonely, so uh, I threw in a couple mistakes. But you know what is also very important for you guys to do? What's that? Always remember to gamble legally and responsibly. Championship Corner! I've fallen, and I can't get up! Oh, no! All right, uh, before we get into the newly uh, relegated clubs and things that we'd like to talk about, I do want to mention that the season was kind of truncated here uh, already with West Brom drawing Watford 1-1. Well done, Steve Bruce, you cunt. <laughs> yep, that happened a few anyway. weeks ago, right? No, that happened today. Oh, today. Wow. Yay. That was today. <laughs> I just had to mention it. So, uh, Norwich City uh, won one with Wigan in an equally uh, exhilarating match, I'm sure. Oh, Sunderland 3-2 over Bristol City. Welcome back to the championship, Sunderland. I, I Burnley wonder, if, one wonder with... if Ella Sims scored at all for uh, the, it's the Everton kid that uh, got sent <laughs> over there. Uh, right. Uh, uh-oh. Why'd this do that? What, losing the internet again there, Killer? No, everything just went away. The whole, all of it just left. Oh, you're... Uh, uh, Birmingham 2-1, two, two, there we go. Now it all loaded back up. Uh, Burnley 1-1 one, one with Luton. Hull and Preston, nil-nil. Exciting, I'm sure. Uh, QPR, 3-2 over Borough, uh, which is fantastic. Middlesbrough there uh, coming up just short. Reading 2-1 over Cardiff. Sheffield United 2-0 over Millwall. Stoke 2-0 over Blackpool. Apparently, that is a fashionable scoreline this weekend. <laughs> uh, old Blackburn Rovers is on top of the league. Two wins, two games played. Very good. Sunderland is in second place. Winning a draw in there, too. Uh, Burnley in third. Winning a draw. Watford in fourth. Winning a draw again from their two played. 
Birmingham City winning a draw. Obviously, it's it's a little early to talk about the league table, but why not? There's Let's a have some bit fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's have some fun. That's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Let's put, let's take this thing out into the woods and uh, call it what it is. <laughs> it's, it's a mercy killing. This has been uh, quite mediocre from all of us. Mr. Graham, any parting words? <laughs> I'm going to go hit the beach again. See you. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. Uh, well, we still got to record injury time as well. Um, so that's going to wrap it up, boys and girls. Next up is the aforementioned injury time. That's where we're going to preview the weekend's games. We're going to check in on our adopted clubs. We're going to talk about the beers we're drinking and a little bit about our fantasy as well, fantasy teams as well. So, Mr. Graham, should someone want to find injury time, how do they go about doing it? Patreon.com backslash D football show. Sign up to one of the uh, only, the only one, $5 tier, and you'll get both of our extra shows, which is uh, sound check, which is our actual sound check. You hear us catch up from the weekend. Also check our sound. Uh, and then Injury Time, which is our preview show uh, of the upcoming weekend, which we're about to do for the second time this season. Exactly. Here in a couple minutes. Exactly. All right, boys and girls, uh, thank you for joining us. Please check out our link tree, on, uh, which is pinned to all of our social media sites. Let you know where you can find us and find all the fun things that we're doing. Until next week, everybody. Night, bruh. Born in the land of Bowie, Maryland. Sam Graham. Come to get